let's play a game. everybody and welcome to a very somber but special edition of is it worth it uh we are very aware that uh we are late this month in recording and unfortunately there is a uh if you haven't already heard i think most of you that uh listen uh, regularly follow us on facebook or discord um something very uh tragic tragic, tragic. yeah uh horrific uh unbelievable still um something very terrible happened to a very good friend of ours uh, over at the RPG show who we shout out literally every week uh, or month, I guess. Um, Our good friend Brent, who uh, I literally, I literally counted him amongst uh, my better friends. Um, I would talk to him at least weekly, uh, was in a tragic accident and unfortunately uh, passed away in said accident. Um, uh, That's, that's the reason for the late recording. Uh, we felt, one, it was in bad taste to record immediately after something like that had happened. Uh, it still doesn't feel great, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I I want to say some good words for him or something. Uh, he was a great guy, um, great podcaster, good friend. Uh, hopefully, um, Nick has stated that he's going to try and continue the show with, uh, with fans. And... Um, uh, hopefully he does so, and there there may be some form of uh, show, you know, like a tribute show to Brent himself. I'm hoping, and uh, hopefully we'll be invited to that. But uh, that's just a little. That'd be great. Yeah, a little uh, bit of why we're recording late, and um, uh, I think it's more than livable. Anyway, um, if you want to help him out, I, th- I think uh, you could probably find through Facebook. Uh, Brittany is taking care of uh, Carter full time now. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Brent was, he was doing most of that himself because Brittany has some medical issues. Uh, so I'm sure that if you wanted to help monetarily or something, I'm sure there's a, a fund or something. I don't have that information in front of me, however. Anyway, um, on that incredibly somber note, I'm sorry to bring, uh, everything down, but this is going to be the fighting game retrospective for... Is it worth it? The podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we want, basically, as long as it's uh, video game related. And with me is James Milholland. Hello. And we've brought on a special guest whose name I can't quite uh, pronounce. I, I believe it's Harakim or Harakim. Uh, he said it was the first sound. one was close enough. <laughs> Harakim, uh, the, <laughs> the sound that Guile makes in the Japanese versions of Street Fighter. So uh, he's going to be with us today because he actually knows probably more than James and I combined uh, when it comes to fighting games. Now, uh, this is kind of a just a retrospective on all fighting games. I just kind of asked both these guys to uh, just hopefully we form some kind of free-form discussion about just fighting games in general. I played a shit ton of fighting games this past month, uh, almost exclusively. You know, uh, maybe here and there I you know, would pop something else in for a minute or two. Uh, but I played a lot, um, a lot, a lot of Dreamcast. I, I really forgot how amazing that, that system was for fighting games. And, uh, wow, I just fell in love with it all over again. I started actually, uh, ordering games for it again and stuff. I hadn't really even thought about it in, in a while. So 
That was really cool. Uh, James, uh, what were some of the games you played? I stuck with mainly the Super Nintendo variety. Um, Great system. Got stuck on Killer Instinct oh, for, um, sure. for the for the bulk of my play. Um, and, of course, Street Fighter II, um, mainly between those two, man. I mean, I, there were a few other ones I'm trying to... I played early on. Oh god, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's that goddamn dinosaur disorder. Primal dinosaurs. Rage. Primal Rage. I was yeah. like primal, primal, primal rage. Um, those three games mainly exclusively. Yeah, Super Nintendo is right in the pocket of when like the uh, the fighting games were at, at their height. I want to say like they really exploded. Uh, right around like 94, 95, 96, you know, that whole end of the 90s era. Uh, and it was because of Street Fighter 2. It almost single-handedly saved the arcades, which were uh, quite famously in a decline. And then Street Fighter 2 came around, and then subsequently Mortal Kombat, Tekken, all these great fighters. And people were starting to go, Oh, yeah. People were starting to go to the That was a again. huge one. Now, uh, were either of you like arcade junkies like i were was because i used to just stay all day in the arcade and play street fighter 2 turbo like literally all day oh yeah yeah hurricane on my walk home in middle school i there was a place called super stop and they had like oh i don't know six arcade cabinets and they were all fighting games except for <laughs> cruising usa yeah. uh, but like, there's killer instinct x-men and mortal kombat 3 and you'd be going there with a dollar and we would spend from after school till about five nice. and just hang out and play. It was great. Yeah. I, I used to think I was hot poo cause I would play a uh, street fighter two turbo specifically and would just dominate all day, typically playing guile, um, almost never being beat by the locals. And then I went to a bigger city. I think it was, uh, Oklahoma City, if I remember correctly, and went to the arcade there, and there was some kid that, much like me in the hometown, except with a much larger crowd, he just had a people, people surrounding him, laying their quarters on the, the uh, joystick, you know, the tabletop, basically, uh, waiting in line just to get beat by this kid, and I put my quarter up there, and I was thinking, I'm going to kick this guy's ass, and he just whipped the fuck out of me. Uh, that was uh, my first uh, realization that I was, you know, more of a medium-sized fish in a, a very very small pond as opposed to being really really good at fighting games but uh it really is hard to explain to our younger listeners just how much fighting games changed the course of video games period because i mean you look at like uh the original nintendo and it has all of two or three fighting games on it and most of those are from like the later uh years like the original nintendo stopped production in 94 uh turtle tournament fighters is the only real fighter i can think of that's on that system you've got like karate champ um and then some wrestling games and that's about it and then you jump to the super nintendo where it's just like james was saying i mean you've got three street fighter twos on that thing alone you've got street fighter alpha 2 weapon lord power instinct are you tough enough or whatever <laughs> all these random uh garbage games uh that uh, Everyone was producing all three Mortal Kombat's. Uh, well, I say all three. The three good Mortal Kombat's. The first three. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. someone will argue with me about that. Uh, I don't think there's been a decent Mortal Kombat since two, really. But three was okay. Um, haven't played the newest ones though. So uh, maybe you should play the new ones. Yeah, uh, maybe you. Yeah, can... they're, they're like the original trilogy, just but updated graphics. Oh, oh, good. 
maybe you can fill us in on a little bit of your history as far as fighting games are concerned. <clears throat> Definitely Street Fighter 2. There was an arcade around the corner from my sister's house that I was always going to. It wasn't really an arcade. It was just literally on Street Fighter 2. I think it was a pizza place. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, I used to spend all day in uh, Mazio's Pizza. I call it an arcade because, you know, that's I, I lived in a very small town. And, yeah, that was our quote-unquote arcade. It had maybe six, you know, cabs, one of which being Street Fighter 2. One was Final Fight. Uh, remember Mortal Kombat 2 at one point being in there. And then, you know, your random Pac-Man or Gallagher or something like that that I had absolutely no interest in at that age. Still don't have much interest in. Um, but, yeah, um so how are things like as far as the upper levels? Cause you've played some of the, the best players. Uh, as far as I know, I've, I've actually seen YouTube videos. If you play at a level that's much above mine. Um, what are some of the things like, I know like it doesn't, how, how do I put this question? Uh, for me, when I'm playing my friends in a fighting game, it doesn't usually come into our mind that any one character is the character that you have to play or um, may, you were mentioning something about like certain uh, games like, oh, you only play these six or you only play you know, these two or three. And that's, that's kind of foreign to me. I, now, I know in the original Street Fighter, most people chose Guile, Ken, or Ryu. That was typical. Um, and then after that, you know, Akuma later on was considered OP, but that was about it. Akuma uh, was tournament banned when he first showed up. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Like when you say tournament banned, that just means like, if you play in a tournament, you can't play that character at all. Yeah. You can't use them. Right on. Any other notable examples of tournament banned characters? Uh, Street Fighter four, when Goken first came out, he was tournament banned for about a month. That's the old well, guy that, uh, they based off of the Shin Long Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. What else? I think uh, uh, people they don't really take the game seriously, but the Power Rangers like game Lord <laughs> Zed was thrown in the band. Okay. Really? Okay. Apparently, he's the most overpowered character in any fighting game ever. Huh. Now I kind of want to play some Power Rangers. What is that on? Is that on Power the- Rangers? I remember. Yeah, I think it was Super Nintendo and Genesis. Like Power Rangers, the movie fight game. Wow. No, it wasn't Lord Zed. It was Ivan Ooze. I'm sorry. Ooze. Yeah, because it, it was the movie character, the purple guy. Right on. Oh. Okay. That's wild. Yeah, see, because for me, like I said, like, it, it always seems like what one of the core things about a good fighter is that the characters are balanced, you know? Um, in the- there is very, very rare fighting game where every character is tournament viable. Really? I don't know Street Fighter 2 off the top of my head because that was so long ago. People still play tournaments in it, but I know there's a couple characters that you probably shot you pick. Really? Hmm. So, uh, like, I used to have the thought when I was a kid that on the original Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, that you shouldn't pick Zangief because he was just too slow. Uh, he was susceptible to fireballs. Uh, this was before he got the, uh, the move where he could just like go through a fireball. Um, and yeah, he, he was just, he just sucked. And then I played some guy a couple years after the fact, uh, I believe on home console that, um, just beat the crap out of me over and over with Zangief. Cause I didn't know how to fight against a high tier level Zangief player and anything I tried, I just couldn't get him. Uh, so then I kind of just thought maybe the problem laid with me and that, you know, all the characters were balanced and that it was just, um, 
you know, that I didn't know certain characters well enough. But uh, for you to say that uh, most, like, the top, top players, there's only, like, three or four or five or six or whatever it is on any given game that are actually viable is really interesting to me because I, I always kind of felt the opposite. I was always just like, eh, it must be my problem as to why I'm not super good with Belanca or, you know, whatever. People are just cheating. Yeah, there's another one that I always felt was kind of poor in the original Street Fighter was Blanca because all his projectile attacks were, you know, he'd throw his body at you. Uh, e is similar as well, and you could just, you know, hit him as he's coming at you to counteract that. Um, I have a buddy who still plays Street Fighter 2 tournaments at major tournaments, and he mains E-Honda, and he always comes in, like, top 12, top 8, so E-Honda's worth wow. using yeah, you know, E Honda is really good. I, I very very strong. Uh, I, I don't know if there's like on the original Street Fighter Two if there are like power levels as far as how much damage they do with simple attacks. But E Honda and Zangief seem like they do more, at least in my mind. Like their fierce attacks and such always seem like they dealt a lot more damage than say a Chun Li or a Guile or whatever. Uh, it's not something I ever measured with a ruler. It was just uh, an intuitive feel you got from these games that you were trading a lot of the time. Someone slower uh, for more more power, and they oftentimes would feel like they would take less damage too when they were being attacked by other characters. So yeah, I don't know about the original Street Fighter too, but I do know every modern Street Fighter, every character has a health rating, a stun rating, and a power rating. Yeah. Okay. So, see, these are things I, I know have to exist because I and you kind of scoffed at it, but one of the games I I liked and I played was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and in that I love that game. That's like Marvel vs. Capcom is oh. one of the most popular tournament games. I I meant to say Marvel vs. SNK. My my apologies. <laughs> I that one Capcom vs. SNK is good too. Not but SNK vs. Capcom was shit. Oh, okay. Well, I may be talking about one or the other. I didn't realize there were two. But, um, but it's three. Well, I know there's a Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, I didn't know there was like a simple name switch of Capcom vs. SNK and SNK versus Capcom or whatever. Capcom vs. SNK and Capcom vs. SNK 2 was developed by Capcom. Yeah. Those- and then SNK made SNK vs. Capcom. I see. I, I've played the, the, the two former ones you mentioned. I don't know that I've played the third one, but they have a system in that where like uh, you choose your characters and then you have uh, up to three that you can fight with and they're ba- like their power level is based one, two, and three with like three being uh, Geese Howard and um, Akuma, I think. And then, yeah, that was the first one, right? Right, right. And I think you can unlock Dark Ryu as a level uh, three character as well. But you could pick like three one-level characters, um, say, like a Blanca, a Dazleem, and uh, I don't know, a Dan. And then, you know, or you can get your two-level characters. Those are like your Ryus and uh, Guile and etc. And then you had your level threes. And it was solely based off power level. You know, like Akuma was so overpowered um, that he would count as basically three fighters. So it was something I was tangentially aware of i didn't know if it was just like in that game specifically or if it kind of you know went through all the genres as far as you know maybe there were some guys that were like so op like like you were saying anyway well that's uh, versus snk2 had the same thing but you could set the ratio like you could pick dan and make him three ratio and that's the only character you have i see okay okay like i know I've got one of those. It might be SNK versus Capcom. Uh, 
I've got it for the GameCube and the PlayStation 2 because apparently it's kind of rare. And so I picked them up uh, when I found them fairly cheap. And the thing I didn't like about those, and it's something I don't like about a lot of modern fighters that I've played, like um, I think Marvel vs. Capcom 3 does this as well, where like a lot of your moves, are super moves, are, are one button instead of a button combination, right? Yeah, a lot of them do that where it's uh like you do the motion and you have to hit all three attack buttons, like all three punches. Yeah. Like a lot of newer ones are doing that, and then there's the ones that you do the double motion and one button. Well, I noticed, I, I want to say specifically it was on Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and it may have just been the guy had the settings set this way, but a, a buddy of mine bought it when it came out and was like, hey, you want to play with it? I was like, yeah, I love Marvel vs. Capcom. We're playing, and I'm trying to throw uh, like a fireball, and he's like, no, all you have to do to throw a fireball is press this button, and all you have to do to do, and I was like, well, what is this, you know, and uh, it was like super simple mode. It was like for babies or something. And uh, even like your ending combos, you know, like your your big finishers and stuff were just a single button press, like uh, one of the trigger buttons or something. I was like, okay, I don't. I think that might be a simple mode. It's been forever since I played that one. Hmm. It just took all the fun out of it for me. I've since bought Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom three, but I haven't really put a lot of time into it. Um, Mainly because of that experience. Now, Marvel vs. Capcom and especially 2 are amongst my favorite fighting games of all time. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is probably the most popular tournament fighter of all time. Really? And you were saying yeah. that there was like six characters in that particular one out of... The- yeah, out of 55, there's probably about eight of them that are viable <laughs> to use. If you ever watch a tournament, it's everyone uses the same eight characters, but it's so frantic and crazy that it's still fun to watch. Really? See, I've never really, I've never really watched a lot of like high level tournament play. I watched some of it, mostly Street Fighter, uh, but I've never watched the Marvel vs. Capcom two stuff. So I had no idea. Like, uh, what are the it, off the top of your head some of the eight that would be? Uh, well, Magneto, Sentinel, Storm, Cable, Psylocke. Hmm. Well, there's a couple more. I know everyone usually had Sentinel, Storm, and Magneto. Yeah, I, I always liked uh, Iceman, Wolverine, uh, Cyclops, um, those guys. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Not viable guys, I guess. Those I, ones were mid-tier where you could still use them, but if you wanted to win a major tournament, you would have to use like one of the top eight. Hmm. It's just really that unbalanced. Yeah, because the, the way that like their move set and their like their move set and their uh, assists, and then they could do like a. Where they kill one of your character and the other character jumps in, they could bring in an assist, jump behind you, and hit you where you can't block it. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess I just don't play at that level. I don't know. I I, I, I do not play at that level either. <laughs> okay. Well, at least you. I can watch it and understand it, but I can't play it that well. See, at least you know of such things. Like when I was a kid, and uh, maybe James did this too. I would always pick Guile because I figured out what I thought was like super secret tech to me, which I l- later learned was called Guile Turtling, where you you sit in a crouched position and you're charging your sonic boom along with the flash kick, so that if yep. they start to walk <laughs> forward, you throw a sonic <laughs> boom, and if they try and jump overhead with anything, you flash kick them, and you just do that, and then otherwise you're in a defensive position. You know, if they throw a fireball, you just throw a sonic boom. If they, you know, it's very difficult. We had we had a rule at like our house when we played was no cheesing. 
Well, that would have been a big violation of the rule of just like sitting, crouching, like you said, guile turtling, if you, you call it. Another thing is just like mashing buttons and you get on someone like that's we, one had, the, we had rules against that. That's one of the reasons I really liked the uh, the original. And, and I don't know if the subsequent ones did it. I don't remember it in uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3 um, where it would actually if you won by cheesy stuff, you would get a cheese symbol. It was a yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Primal, primal Rage would do that. If oh, you were did winning it? and it didn't like it, a little cheese would appear. And you're like, oh, I God. I hated that game, though. You, <laughs> it was bad. It's so, like, its whole gimmick was, oh, you can eat humans and pee on each other and all that kind of stuff, you know? And I was yeah. like, ah, it just, it, it, it was violent. It was vi- like very Mortal violent. Kombat. It felt yeah. super clunky. Like, that's one of my biggest... It, it, it's hard to explain. Like, and, until you get something in your hands, you don't know if it's good or not. Because there's a lot of fighting games that look good. Like, even seeing them in motion, you think, okay, that looks uh-huh. okay. Um, and then you go to play it, and it's just unresponsive. You know, maybe you hit yeah. attack, and it attacks a full second later, or whatever it might be. Like um, Clay Fighters? Exactly, Clay Fighters. Sorry, yeah. Brent, I know you know if there's an afterlife, you're you're yelling at us right now. Famously, yeah. he picked that as one of his uh, top ten SNES games on our SNES show, and God, we gave him shit for well, it. What's wrong with him? <laughs> that game is terrible, bro. Um, I I went Remember back. balls. Oh yeah, God. And oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that described that. the game. It was balls. Yeah, <laughs> it was balls. There was a lot. Now, of did re- you guys did you guys buy a lot of fighting games? Oh I my always God. rented them. Like I, it wasn't something. I bought them. Yeah, you bought them. Oh, okay, yeah. it wasn't yeah. my, my main genre. So something I played in the arcade. I did buy like Street Fighter Two, for sure. Think and some Marvel game, um, Marvel Fighters for Sega Saturn. Oh yeah, yeah. But Sky Children I, of the Atom. Yeah, there you go, Children of the Atom. I was just scanning my collection today. Like most of this stuff was bought in the last like five or ten years on sale for like nothing or just collected. But my original games, there were very few fighting games in my, oh my library. I have so it was a rental thing. I rented all of them. I have so many fighting games. It. Really? I, I have so. Oh God, yeah. Like next, to, I like. I have by far the thing I have the most is RPGs. I have mm-hmm. Me too. almost every RPG from the 2000s back. Like I haven't played all yeah. of them, but but I pick them up. You know, I'm missing a few, and I'm always on the lookout for those. But a lot of those have gotten so pricey that they've kind of almost priced themselves out of my range of picking them up. You know, where mm-hmm. spiders for the most part are still relatively cheap. Even the more rare ones, like your Project yeah. Justice. Um, uh, Project Justice is actually pretty expensive, isn't it? Yeah, I, I found one today for $89, which kind of pricey for uh, a Dreamcast game especially. But uh, it's as far as like expensive games, that's pretty cheap. I mean... Uh, especially since the last time I was looking at one up, I think it was around a buck twenty. Yeah, and they, they get that high. Like I found one today, and I almost pulled the trigger on it for 89 uh, I think it was on Lukey Games. Um and I was like, yeah, maybe I should get this. And then I talked myself out of it. Christmas is coming right up. I don't need to be spending money on myself kind of thing, you know. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. been buying a lot of Dreamcast games. I picked up Last Blade 2 from a local guy, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago now. And and I was digging it. it, it God, it's a beautiful game. Um, and most of those SNK games are great to look at. Oh, yeah. But the, the difference between, like, Last Blade 2 and probably... 
top two or three fighter ever, Garou Mark of the Wolves, is huge. Because I, I started playing that. I've got a burned copy of that, and, and i got to get it. I just, I'm like, man, this game is insane. It's uh, maybe the best 2D fighter ever made. It's it or Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, it's gorgeous. It plays... It, you just have to have it in your hands. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's an incredible. This is a shame that it sold like shit. Yeah, yeah. It's because they they messed up the name because it was supposed to be Fatal Fury Five Market of Wolves. Right. Yeah, and that would have helped sell because Fatal Fury does have a certain pedigree behind it. Um, you know, and I, I played a lot of Fatal Fury growing up too. But for me, it was always kind of the budget Street Fighter. It always felt just a little bit off. Not quite as good uh, until you get to get Guru, and it's just like that game is so freaking fabulous. And uh, I don't know the story behind it, but Street Fighter fans, uh, fear not, there is a character within that game that plays exactly like Ken and Ryu uh, to the point where. Yeah. (laughs) So, why'd they call him that? I don't know. There's a character in uh, the original Fatal Furies that played Leaked on Elvis Rio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's who uh, Dan's based off of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a joke. It was uh, Dan's a, a, like a mixture of uh, Rio and Robert Garcia. Right. I believe his name is. The guy with the slick back hair that right. looks like Steven Seagal. Kind of looks like Steven Seagal or friggin' yeah. Razor Ramon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I actually, on Street Fighter Alpha, Dan's my go-to. I always, uh, I always pick Dan. Um, Charlie, if I want to win. Dan, if I want to humiliate. Uh, because there's just nothing like being beaten by a guy that has to charge his super fully up to throw a fireball halfway across the screen. Um, that's just humiliating. But Guru, yeah, they've got a character named Butt, who's a black guy with uh, afro that plays exactly like uh, Ken and Ryu. Uh, to, all the move sets are the same. He does have a couple of extra moves thrown in there, but uh, his fireball, he even says Hadoken. It's pretty hilarious. Um, but the game itself, uh, a lot of recurring characters. You got your Terry Bogard coming back. He's kind of uh, a little bit older, looks cool. He's not old man Terry, but he's got a... I think that's the best redesign in a fighting game ever. Yeah, with the bomber jacket instead of like the uh, the mom jeans and uh, the ball cap on backwards. If anyone's like never played a fighting game and kind of wants to get in them, I would recommend Market of Wolves and you can get it on every console right now. So Yeah, that's just it. I was looking and I was like, okay, I need to get a physical copy of this, which Dreamcast copies are going for, you know, 60, 70 bucks. And I was like, man, I was really thinking, you know, well, I'll just kind of save up for a few weeks and be able to pick that up for myself. But then I saw, no, it's like you can just play it on ps4 and there's a i believe there's an anthology where you can play it on ps2 and etc so it's very expensive. yeah there's a there's even like a digital copy on the switch for like 7.99 oh nice Ooh. yeah super good game james if you want to if you want to play a fighting game that is just jaw-dropping on how amazing it feels in your hands that's probably my number one pick that i would suggest any of the listeners is that and then um uh marvel vs. capcom 2 that one's incredible street fighter 3 Street Fighter 3? Yeah. Not Street Fighter Street Alpha? Street Fighter 3. three. Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. Third Strike? Yeah, that's also on Dreamcast, ironically. So it's like all three that we just named are all Dreamcast titles. So heads up, kids. Dreamcast is awesome. That's my weakest That's my weakest library. It's, it it's mine, like four too. Four games or five games. I have 25 or 30. It's pretty pathetic. And of that, like 
a lot of the stuff I own, I don't really care to own. I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess I've got, you know, whatever it is. But, yeah, the fighters are the ones I want to get the most. You know, I've got, like, uh, uh-huh. your Grandias. I got most of the RPGs. I'm missing uh, elemental gimmick gear, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of RPGs on that system, but there are a lot of good fighters. So, and the only thing I don't like is the controller on the Dreamcast is not really suited for fighting games. It's okay, but it's not ideal. No, you could say it. It's trash. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Uh, it's probably the second worst to the 360 controller. Yeah, it's its main problem is it only has the one um, analog stick, and it's it's very hard to to use properly you to position your hands the way it's designed and then you've got the cord that comes out of the bottom of the thing instead of the top because they had to put the vmu in the top and it's 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 tough to to hold like you get used now, to do you prefer do you prefer cabinet controllers with the joystick and the you six know buttons? i've never really messed with them a lot i've got one for the super nintendo um that i do bust out on occasion uh, but no i actually prefer when I'm playing most fighting games, I prefer a D-pad over an analog stick, and that's just because I've been playing with them so long. Uh, I could see the advantages cool. of a stick. I'm sure that all the top fighting... I'm a D-pad person, so... You're a D- D-pad? Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. That's crazy. Uh, maybe that's why you're not uh, winning these tournaments, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll, have you, I'll have you know that someone won wow. this Evo Street Fighter 4 with a PS1 controller. Oh, that's tight. Wow. That you know what the original Can you bring your own controllers to those things? Yeah. You have to. You have to. Oh, yeah. The original PS1 controller, the original one, uh, is amongst the best D pads ever. I, and I'll fight people on that. Hmm. It just it just the, the most the most uh agreed upon best fighting game controller is the Saturn controller. Oh yeah, the the big one, not the original, right? Well the the one this the, the six button Saturn controller that looks kinda like the Genesis six button. Yeah, well, the, there, oh, was, really? there was two Saturn controllers. One of them, the original one it came with, was like this really weird, uh, didn't fit in your hand correctly controller. And they quickly replaced it with a much larger, fit in your hand, perfect, awesome controller. And then there's the uh, issue, the one that... I have issued. a smaller one. Yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, I've got all of no. them because, you know, me. Uh, and then I've got yeah. I've got one that's sealed. That's that got. It's like the first incarnation of uh, the 360 analog stick uh, was on the Saturn, and it came with Nights into Dreams. And yeah, that's the one they based off mm-hmm. the Dreamcast controller off of. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because the the one for the Saturn actually is pretty decent. Um, it's a it's a good little controller, and then you get the Dreamcast where they just. It had a lot of good ideas, and it was an incredible system, especially for fighting games. Um, but, yeah, that controller design is horrible. Luckily, there are uh, websites you can go to now where they make twin-stick controllers for the Dreamcast and such. And uh, there are some games that actually support it, like Virtual On and uh, some others. But I digress. Um, <clears throat> so, you uh, had mentioned earlier that you played a bunch of ki which is one of my go-tos james uh what's the character you play as you know originally i play i learned on working and then my neighbors next door god they could play just anybody anytime they just do randoms i made up my like quest to learn as many people as i could and i got really good with fulgore mm. um chief thunder and his name is this oh spinal yeah uh, oh tj combo um, I can play all of them 
I could play all of them pretty well. I mean, it was the first game that we really embraced the whole combo. It was um, the first we... one that like really embraced the idea of combos. I mean, you, yeah, like, exactly. I, I want to say it was str- the original Street Fighter that originally accidentally had a combo where it was a bug. Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Yeah. Where you could, you could like, find combos in those games, but this one like they had like laid out combos for you in magazines how to do them. Right. Right. Um, so once after playing this, yeah, then we, we went to Mortal Kombat three and found combos. Oh yeah, back that, to Street Fighter two and we're looking for little things. Mortal Kombat three added the run button, and that I already didn't love Mortal Kombat. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it, Herakim. I always felt it was more of a gimmick than it was an actual good fighter. Um, it was fine. I don't want to sound like a like an elitist or whatever, but Mortal Kombat's like one of those sit down and have fun with friends games. Right. It's that's mm-hmm. always been my thought on it was it's not a true fighter. It's just like, hey, look, I ripped your spinal cord out. <laughs> you know, whatever. But it looked like I mean, I'm sorry Mortal Kombat fans. The original Mortal Kombat, what even when it came out, looked like shit to me. I was like, what is this? It looked like full motion video capture and it just was not good. Uh I I don't know. I it didn't seem You should clearly. definitely play 9, 10, or 11 though. Really? See, I've, I've yeah. stayed away from the series because, like, I went back and I played, uh, I definitely played Gold on the Dreamcast, and that is absolute trash. From Gold to 9, they were all not that great. Really? Okay. And, and I know 4. I, I have that for... Uh, well, Gold is 4, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Uh, that is, I think it is. Gold's the Gold was like a definitive edition of 4 for the Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Because uh, I've got, specifically, it's called Mortal Kombat 4. Four and it's on the N64 and I think it comes with the other the first three as well and then um, Gold on the Dreamcast and I thought it was a different game but it's, it's yeah I'm like ninety percent sure that Gold is just a definitive edition that they uh prettied up and put extra stuff in it and released it on Dreamcast that would explain yeah I didn't give uh I didn't give much time into uh, playing. Mortal Kombat 4 or Gold, like you play it for five minutes and you're like, yeah, this is. I don't blame you. That game's trash. This is not good. Like I, I did but spend a lot. Nine, of time ten, and eleven all have like two to four hour story modes that are actually really good. Yeah, and see, I do like, like cutscenes and everything. I do like a good story mode. And speaking of which, uh, like the original Soul Blade, that was one. Uh, like Soul Calibur is amazing too. I spent hours just two nights ago unlocking characters on the Dreamcast on Soul Calibur. But the original Soul Blade, you could like go through a story mode that almost felt RPG like, where you could unlock different um, swords and stuff like that. And the new Soul Calibur has that. No, oh, does it? That's cool. Yeah, it has like a story mode where just cut scenes and then you fight people and then you unlock new new weapons and gear to put on. Oh, that's that's tight. Yeah, because that was one of my favorite things to do, and that's something that we briefly talked on uh, Discord as well. As far as uh, fighting games are concerned, is like nowadays, if you want to unlock stuff, ninety percent of these games, including our beloved Street Fighter, they make you pay for it, like with actual yep. money, and that just feels wrong. Because half the fun of playing these games for me, you know, I don't often have friends come over and want to play fighting games. In fact, almost never. And when I do have friends come over to play games, they they usually don't want to play fighting games against me because it's not their thing, and I, they just lose to me over and over, and it's not very fun to them. Understandably, um, 
and one of the most fun things to do is to unlock, you know, different characters, especially, but different locations, different uh, suits, all this kind of stuff. I live for that shit, man. Uh, I got uh, and played through. Uh, God, what is it called? Uh, Ultra. Well, to be fair, to be fair to Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. you don't need to pay money to get the new characters. Oh, really? They changed. You that? unlock fight money as you play, and you can buy them with the fight money. Okay, that's sure. not so bad. But you can bypass that and just buy them with real money. So eh, a lot of people just do that. Sure. That's a little sketchy, but at least they give you an option to be able, like, what was it? The new, uh, the newest KI, you could only get characters if you paid for them, right? Well, yeah, that, the new KI came out of the free-to-play game where I think like two or three KI. characters were unlocked and they rotated every week. But if you wanted the whole roster, you had to buy the game. Well, that, that's, I guess, understandable to to an extent. But these games that are, you know, where it's literally like, oh, you want to play as so-and-so, well, give us, you know, two ninety nine or whatever. And that just takes it out for me. I don't want any part of that. Like I was about to say, I played a terrible fighting game. Um, and some people argue about that, too, that it's terrible. But uh, Fighting Megamix for the Saturn, uh, it's not a particularly good fighting game. It's... Uh, combination of virtual fighter and uh, fighting vipers i want to say but you can unlock characters in that to and maybe neither of you know about this because i'm an old guy but uh Mm. just some real wacky shit man the nascar from daytona usa yes you can unlock you can fight as the car you can fight as a giant floating like balloon panda just silly Jesus ass shit. Christ. And I had more fun unlocking that stuff than I've had in forever on much better fighting games. So if any if anyone's listening on how to make a good fighter, put in stuff that, you know, you can unlock that's silly and off the wall and so on. You know, that stuff is is great. You know, we we are me specifically, I guess. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. You know, the weird uh, fighters that aren't any good like Dan or like a giant floating panda or a car or whatever. Uh, that, that stuff's for me. Uh, I, I love that. Um, Half the Smash Brothers like roster. Oh, just a bunch of no. people. Now you you just you just opened up a uh, a box I didn't necessarily want to open up. Because... That could be its own show. I'm not ruffling any feathers. Smash Brothers is fun to play with friends, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> that's gonna... it. You're right. I don't... Period. I don't think it's a fighting game. Uh, oh, oh wow! I it does... tournaments in it, right? Sure. I mean they they have tournaments and you know like ufc and all that kind of yeah you know weird things too but it it's fighter like it's it's like it's a fighting game like zelda is a role-playing game uh yeah i could see i could see the argument but i don't agree uh i don't think it's truly a fighter um it's also not really meant to be played one-on-one. I exactly. Mean, That's the you, reason you I can, but the fighter. Yeah, I, I, I see I see where you're coming from. You have to play with, you know, four people at least, and then it's just, you know, it's just a mess. I mean, you can't I, really huh. compare it to anything else. It's, yeah, and I, I don't get me wrong. I love uh, Malie expe- especially. Like, I spent a lot of time unlocking characters in that. Uh, played a little bit of the one on Wii and haven't played the newest incarnation, which is basically all of them smashed together, uh, from my understanding, uh, with a bunch of added shit, too. Um, they're really fun, but to me, they're not a true fighting yeah. game, you know? So, yeah. How you can tell Smash Brothers isn't a real fighting game is the most recent character they released was Terry Bogart from Fatal Fury. 
Yeah. And Twitter blew up with people complaining that his moves were too hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Silly. Yeah. Bam Naku. Or whatever he says. I don't know. I always. It's burning Knuckle. Is it Burning Knuckle? You got it right. <laughs> yeah. And then Crap Shoot. Crap Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I use that burning knuckle and crapshoot a lot. Not so much as a uh, fireball, was it tidal wave or whatever? Something like that. Like tidal wave, power, power wave, wave. I think he says. Yeah, maybe. Um, it, it's, it's they always just jump over it and kick me. You know, it's, it's not so. It's too slow on the. Uh, whereas like burning knuckle, like that that thing gets across pretty quick. It does a lot of damage and crapshoot uh, can get people from the air. Anyway. Uh, I, I've run out of things to talk about on fighting games personally. You had said that you uh, you had some facts or some things that you wanted to disperse, Herakim. You got anything cool for us? Well, you already touched on the one earlier about the, how fighting games have combos now and how it all came from a glitch in Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah? Like the, the move canceling in Street Fighter 2, where you can do like a crouch kick into a fireball that wasn't meant to happen. Right. That was just, that was just a glitch. We all just kind of found, and then it led to modern-day combos because people were so uh, enamored with the way that worked that they just started doing that. Yeah, you got any, uh, like, underground fighters that you want to give a shout-out to, either of you guys, that, hey, maybe check this out, it's not bad, or maybe something that's, like, really, really good. We already touched on uh, Guru, but maybe some things uh, we haven't heard of. Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. I have no idea what that is. I think it's on PS2. Really? I'm going to look it up. It's a SNK fighting game, and it has a bunch of characters from SNK games, like Terry Bogard's in it, a couple characters in Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, the guy from Metal Slug. Oh, yeah? It's just like a bunch of SNK characters smushed together in a little fight game. I like huh. it. And it has, and it plays, the play style is SNK, so it kind of plays like Mark of the Wolves a little bit. Right on. I played a lot of Neo Geo games. There was a cabinet you know, in arcades, and you have to hit the select button to, you know, Samurai Showdown. I think was one of them. Oh yeah, I love Samurai and, Showdown. Yeah, there was a few others, and I never, I'm never any good at it because I only played it, you know, when I went to that specific sure. arcade. But it was a lot of fun. There is like a Neo Geo Mini now, or something like that. Maybe I should ask for that for Christmas. Yeah, dude, it's the arcade stick. You like it? Do you have it? I don't have it yet. I'm thinking about getting it because the arcade stick only has fighting games on it, but it, you can actually plug it into the Neo Geo Mini that came out last year and use it as a controller. So, oh. That's tight. And you can plug into your TV or you can just play it on the small system itself. Is that true? That's okay. the original one that has a That's little cool. arcade cabinet. Okay, okay. And then this new one is literally just an arcade stick that you plug into the TV. Yeah. But you can also right. plug it into the original Neo Geo thing. And use that as a controller, or you could plug it into your computer and use it as a controller for your computer games. I'm gonna look this up right now. Right list. There's a yeah. There's a lot of Neo Geo games. Like it, it, it gets uh, and rightfully so. It gets a lot of um, accolades for having a lot of good fighters. Uh, we've mentioned because it was uh, that's because it was just literally arcade perfect hardware. Yeah, yeah. Like but, the games are just the arcade boards. Exactly. Like the AES could just like interchange with the original Neo Geo and, you, and that's why they were like $300 a game and that's why exactly. nobody had <laughs> but they they made a lot of crap too I mean let's let's not well, forget World Heroes let's not forget World Heroes World Heroes 2 <laughs> uh, I think there's three of them because I think it was like a World Heroes final too 
I've never played three, but it it was one of those games where they just like they were chasing the popularity of Street Fighter, and they they basically like had a lot of the same characters, only different, you know, yeah, same archetypes, basically. Yeah, which uh, let's not even get into how racist a lot of those '90s games were, you know, as far as just caricatures of uh, ethnic groups and such. Uh, some of them were pretty uh-huh. bad, but uh, yeah, and there was like Piston Honda from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh sure, <laughs> or, <laughs> or or you know Mike Tyson's Punch Out in particular. Everybody was just a st- yeah. Basically, they were all just a stereotype of yeah. what country they came from. You had a big fat Hawaiian. You had a weak Frenchman. You know, etc. Yeah, that, that game. And the, and later on, they didn't even learn their lesson. Perfect. Because the the yeah. Wii version of that game, when you like you punch the, the these characters, like you punch Glass Joe, and croissants and like baguettes and stuff would fall out of him. And you know, you punch uh, these characters. Uh, and, I wouldn't even consider that a fighting game, though. It's more like know. to me, that's a puzzle game. It it really is. It's, it's just a memory like game. A memory puzzle game. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah. play it. Like you don't think of it as that when you're playing it because you know it it looks and acts like a fighter, but it it's it's not a fighter. Uh, I'm trying to think of some fighting games I played growing up that it just bought them because they're fighting games, and there's I remember so them being good, but they're shit now. Probably like what was the one was like kind of had like a kung fu panda vibe to it. Huh. Like martial martial arts animals. I think. It was uh, you're called. probably talking about brutal paws of That's fury. It. That is it right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and my stupid encyclopedia-like knowledge of garbage games. Yeah, that one's really bad. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about it. Uh, there's one called uh, Revengers of Vengeance for the Sega CD that I'll kind of recommend. It's like a really bad fighting game and a really bad RPG uh, mashed together. So you That's like fun. when you get into battles, you fight as though it were a fighting game, and then you can go to town and buy new moves and different things like that, power up uh, your statistics and stuff. So it's interesting in that way, and uh, it actually will hold your attention if you're a fan of fighters and RPGs. It's kind of like just good enough at both where it kind of holds your attention. Um, so that's a a real rare obscure one. Uh, we already mentioned. That's kind of how. That's kind of how that uh, that game Indivisible I was going on about is. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's made by a fighting game developer, but it's an RPG. You definitely see the fighting game influences in it. I, and there's two of my absolute favorite genres. So, um, I wish they would would make one that is literally a fighter. RPG, you know, they've touched on it with like the original Soul Blade and I, the aforementioned Revengers of Vengeance, uh, but they've never really embraced it fully. Where um, you have a full blown RPG, but then when you get into battles, it's like a fighter. Like uh, Xenosaga, the original one, kind of did that a little bit, where you would put in button combinations, things like uh, Legend of Lagaya, where you had to like Tales of a, the Tales games kind of do that, don't a, they? A little bit. Where you got to yeah. do combo com- button combos in the little arena. Yeah, and then like Sabin from Final Fantasy VI. So they touch on these things, but they've never done like a full that I know of, like a full on just uh, yeah, yeah, like a full blown RPG. Right, loads up and it's basically Street Fighter. Yeah, which would be would just make battles infinitely better, you know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but unfortunately, listen up, Capcom. Uh, you mm-hmm. Breath of Fire Six and uh, oh God, <laughs> yeah, you're getting your shit together. Give us what we want. Yeah, no doubt. Oh well. Uh, 
God, I thought of a million other bad fighters. Like, there's so many. Like, it went from Tattoo being... Assassins. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> how, about the, uh, how about the Shaquille O'Neal game, uh, Shaq Fu? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, that's one you <laughs> want. The game is known for having the worst input delay in the history of fighting games. It, it oh, was sure. so very bad. And part of a song I wrote years ago. Um <laughs> Power Instinct is one that's kind of middling for the uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, you can play as an old woman who throws her dentures uh, in a serious fighting environment, so that's real weird. Um, gosh, uh, we mentioned Weapon Lord, where that one kind of went off the time whole... Time Killers. Yeah, Time Killers, where it's more gimmick than it was Fighter, where you could just, like, on Time Killers, you could rip off body parts, and then when you press the button, it would just, like, squirt blood and stuff, right? And then uh, Weapon Lord, you could do your fatality at any time, but they had such a bad wind-up to them that they would never hit unless you literally, like, okay, don't move, you know? So, things like that. Uh, Eternal Champions. Eternal Champions. <laughs> A lot of people. Oh yeah, Eternal. I still don't remember if that was good or not. It going back and playing it. Environmental. Um, yeah. Damage crew makers, right? That was like a. That was the big most. thing of it was you could do like fatalities based off the level. I think they did that before Mortal Kombat did, um, or maybe it was I don't remember. But there was just like More stuff of... like they would like drip on you and you like while you're in the middle of a fight or like flames that would come at you. I mean, it was like, yeah, that was a real uh, too much going on. move too. There was a lot of neat yeah. stuff, and uh, Tales Eternal from the Dark Champions. Side is the way to go if you want to play Eternal Champions, because uh, that that's the one for the Sega CD. It has so many unlockables in it. You can unlock Yeah, that's the, be that's the better one. I'm, I'm, I watched the video on that recently. You can play as a damn chicken. Uh, his name is oh, Crispy. God. You know how the whole premise of that game is awesome, because they... Uh, they they get the best fighters throughout time and they save them right before they die and then bring them to a tournament and whoever wins the tournament gets to go back to their life and not die in that instance. So you've got like a cat burglar from the 1920s that uh, opens up a safe that had a bomb in it or something and they save him right before that. You've got like a, a Neanderthal and they save him before you know he gets whatever eaten by a dinosaur or something. I don't know. You know their stories or whatever. But it's neat. It's a neat premise because they pull people throughout time and then on Tales Through the Dark Side you've got a chicken and a monkey and like all these like really weird characters. And the chicken is OP because it's so short. 90% of the attacks go over its head and then it has a projectile attack, which is somewhat rare in the eternal champions uh, genre. A lot of the characters don't have them where you can throw eggs. So yeah, definitely check out eternal champion. It's hard to say yeah. with a straight face because it's on an obscure system and it's an obscure. What about, uh, what about weird guest characters in Clayton games? Oh yeah. Like such as, well, the weirdest one is probably Negan from Walking Dead in Tekken. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. I had no oh, yeah. yeah, he's in Tekken Seven. That's wild. Huh. I almost bought Tekken Seven like two or three nights ago. I found it for like twenty bucks. It's pretty good. It has a uh, has a crewman in it, Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. And it has Geese from Fatal Fury in it. Yeah, he's a it has a uh, Noctis from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, man, I may just saying. have to pick it up. I, I like seven. Tekken. Yeah. yeah, and Soul Calibur Six has Geralt from Witcher. Okay, sure. And the Android chick from Near Automata. Oh, yeah. There's another yeah, fighting both... game series, uh, the DBZ fighting games. Oh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, they're okay. 
Well, the the one, the only one that's an actual fighting game is Fighters. Oh yeah, I, I remember the rest I of them are just arena battles. Yeah, I had a lot of fun unlocking characters in Budokai years ago, but uh, see, don't get me wrong; those games are super fun, but they weren't real fighting. Games. The Fighters think. is made by the Guilty Gear people, so. And that's another one where, like, I like Guilty Gear. Uh, I bought a copy because I wanted to play some uh, handheld fighters, so I bought a copy of the DS Guilty Gear, and that game is atrocious. It is horrible. Yeah, it, that that's not that game's not meant to be played on mobile. It's so bad. Um, but Guilty Gear, as far as a fighting game, is pretty decent, and they made an RPG. Uh, I hadn't played much of it, but Guilty Gear too. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of weird because that's literally just like a third-person action RPG. Yeah. I've got it. I just hadn't played it much. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. You you mentioned like the weirdest characters showing up in a fighting game, and man, I'm just drawing a blank. I know there's some weird ones. I know like uh, Yoda, Professor Yoda. Xavier um, on one of the fighting games where he literally shows up in a wheelchair. Um, there's a what was it? Marvel vs. Capcom one. Yeah. In Japan only, there was uh, like some, I forget, I don't, I don't know the name of the character, but it's like some Asian comedian guy. Yeah. And they he put him in the game. And he has oh. like uh, moves where he will imagine like uh, fondling Chun-Li or something above his head. Yeah, like, I don't like, know. He's like, yeah, he has like moves where he just pulls <laughs> stuff out of his bag and throws it at you. Uh, yeah, I remember that because uh, he actually ended up in the... Uh, in the game that was sent here, but in order to unlock it, you have to like put in game shark codes and it can randomly freeze the game. But yeah, I remember like, oh, he's still in there. They just like patched him out as best they could. Yeah, it's one of those instances where instead of actually making new copies, they just uh, yeah, they just locked them off. <laughs> locked them off. Yeah, which is always fun. I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say Yoda and Vader and Soul Calibur too. Oh yeah, that was great. Link. That was Link great. was Soul Calibur too. Yeah, yeah. I I have all three versions of that, and the best version is the GameCube version. Who was it? I remember. Uh, who was it? Soul Calibur, the one, the one where Hihachi's in Soul yeah, Calibur that's, that's two. two. He's on. Uh, that's two. Hihachi wasn't supposed to be in the game. It was supposed to be Dante from Devil May Cry, but they couldn't get the license right. Right. So they got Hihachi, um, uh, Spawn for Xbox Spawn and Link for GameCube. Link, yeah. But the PlayStation one was supposed to be Dante from Devil May Cry, but they couldn't get the license in time. Yeah, so they just went with Hayachi, which is by far the worst of those three. Yeah, I and I guess he was easy to port over from Second, since I'm pretty sure they ran on the same engine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something you see a lot too in in these like fighters where they'll port over a a character from another game, and you're just like, okay, this is there's an obvious discrepancy in the way they look or whatever. Like um, one of the more famous ones was. Uh, Morgana from Darkstalkers, they used that sprite until it ran off the rails. You know, you're like, yeah. they're still running this same sprite from like the original Darkstalkers, you know, years later, and everything's like all clean. That's and a game that needs to come back. Oh, for sure. God, I love it. My daughter loves that series. Like, she'll, she'll say, Dad, can I play the fighting game with the monsters? And I'll bust it out. And she'll just sit there and play for hours. She loves it. She the loves playing it. The closest they've come so far is a bunch of characters and shit, but Dark Soldiers costumes. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, L- listen up, Capcom. You're bringing everything back. Uh, why, why not just bring Dark Starkers back? It was it was incredible. Yeah, I've got uh, the Night Warriors or whatever it's called for Saturn, which is just gorgeous. And then uh, the other ones I have for PlayStation, they don't look nearly as good. Uh, 
So if you're looking for 2D fighters, they look so much better on the Saturn. Well, if you're in that, yeah, if you're in that generation, the Saturn with the RAM pack is where to go. Yeah, so good. And I need to get more, but unfortunately, those are all pricing out of my range these days. So yeah, I'll just stick with the ones I have. I've got that, and then I've got a uh, Street Fighter, um, the game, the movie, or the movie, the game. <laughs> Which I is, think the, the home version of that wasn't that bad. The arcade version was trash. The the PlayStation and arcade, like every version except the Saturn version, was absolute trash. And then the Saturn version. I think the home version was for Capcom developed the home version of Souls. Oh yeah. And they just basically made it play like Street Fighter, but like the arcade yeah. version was a like a third party developer, and they tried to do their own thing on it, and it was it was really really bad. The only game where you can play is Sawada. Yeah. yeah, the the character that if you remember James, the episode we did on a uh, Street Fighter the movie for video games the movie, uh, where we got the name, uh, mm-hmm. he he was the guy they hired to play Ryu, and then we're like, oh, you can't speak English, well, you can't be Ryu, <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm under contract, so you're gonna have to figure something out. So they just wrote in this character Sawada for him. <laughs> yeah, he appears in exactly one video game, and he's actually a pretty good character. <laughs> And you can unlock Akuma in that game, even though Akuma not in the movie. Um, And he looks hilarious. It's a yeah, he looks pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty (laughs) fucking rough. And I think it's pretty funny that that game got his own called Van Dam as whatever. What's that? What's that style called? Like the rotoscoping, yeah, whatever that's called. When originally Van Damme was supposed to be Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's kind of a weird turnaround on that, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, I remember... They got All-American all Guile is played by a guy who speaks broken English. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrible. Like, uh, the ca- we went over the casting on that on Video Games the Movie, and that's still up if you guys want to look for that. And some of the casting was brilliant. Zangief, um, in particular, Cammy. was amazing. Yeah, Cammy was good. And then some of it, was you were just like, what is, like, an overweight guy playing Kim Masters for... <laughs> Uh, I didn't mind Bison Raul Julia's Bison. I didn't mind that one. He was great. He did good. It was those three: Zangief, Cammy, and Bison. The rest of them were trash. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty, (laughs) pretty much. I liked the way uh, Sagat looked, except that he was way too old to be playing the part. He's too short too. Yeah. Sagat's supposed to be like seven foot four. Right. Yeah. But I mean, how many guys you know that are seven foot four? I I know one guy that's seven feet flat. And yeah, he stands out in the crowd like no other. Uh, you know, I'm six five, and it's very rare for me to see anybody anywhere close to. You, you, you can fluff that up though if you have like the Ken and Ryu characters are being played by like some dudes who are like five nine, and then you just find like a six foot five guy to play the guy. I suppose, yeah, you could hire a bunch of midgets to play the rest of the cast. And yeah, Bridget the midget is Cammy, and so on. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of weird. Guest characters in a fighting game. What about the Battle Toads and Killer Instinct? Mm. Most recent one, yeah, I saw that. I played was, that one. Yeah, where they got battle. They got the Battle Toads. They got General Ram from Gears War. Nice. And the Arbiter from Halo. Random. Yeah, I remember Freddy and uh, what was it? Injustice and the Ninja Turtles. I think James had mentioned. Well, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy was in Mortal Kombat Nine. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And Jason, wasn't he? And if you do decide to play Mortal Kombat 9, you get the PS3 version. Okay, well, yeah, I would anyway. I don't... Well, the PS3 version has Kratos from God of War in it. Oh, okay. And what the Xbox it? version doesn't, and they didn't get it. 
a character to they, take his place. They didn't get an exclusive, so you just literally no. get an inferior version. You literally get to get the game without Kratos. Is pretty much what it is. Oh well, that's which, by the way, Mortal Kombat Nine is also on the Vita. It's a pretty piece of support. So if you want to play it mobily and you want to check out the story mode, you can do it there. Nice. Ah. But yeah, and then Mortal Kombat Ten had Jason. Yeah. Was Jason? Yeah, James Alien. Jason. The Alien was in it. Predator was in it. Oh yeah. Leatherface. See, that's why we brought you on because, like, as far as yes. modern fighters go, like, I'm pretty lost. Or, like, I'm... and then Mortal Kombat, the newest Mortal Kombat has Terminator. Oh yeah, I saw that. And it's actually modeled after an Arnold. That's nice. But the, if you ever, if you watch clips of it, it's some dude who's trying doing the worst Arnold impression ever. His voice. Oh yeah. Well, which I don't know how they got the likeness to use his face, but they couldn't get him to do a couple voice lines. Maybe they just pulled a Kojima and just did it without his. No. And I know when I know who else is I can't remember who else is in it that's a guest character, but I know uh Spawn's coming, which second second fighting game he's been in. Yeah, I'm desperately trying to think of some I know that they're locked somewhere in my brain. There's some weird, old, obscure, like unlockable weird characters from stuff. Uh Oh, you can play as... I don't even think he's unlockable. You can play as Andrew Jackson in uh, one of the SNK fighters. Uh, President the Andrew President? Jackson. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, and he fights with like a, a bayonet, and <laughs> he's like actually pretty good. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, it's uh, one of the more obscure Neo Geo games uh, wow. where you can play as and- President Andrew Jackson. Um, okay, so there's a good one. I, I don't know what else to say <laughs> about fighting games. Um been having a lot of fun playing them like really been thinking man i need to i need to be buying more um i i have a ton i probably have 200 fighting games if i've got one uh but there's so many i don't have that i want to play uh the dreamcast is some of the top ones that i want to get now of course i've got burned copies of most of those but it's not the same uh i can hear my dreamcast just sounding like it's going to take off uh, running like <laughs> you gotta get that. You gotta get that mod done. Yeah, I mean it works, you know. And the, there's, as far as that goes, there's people that say uh, running the burn discs uh, wears out not the laser itself, but the mechanical parts that move the laser because it has to move slightly further on a CD-ROM than a GD-ROM. Well, the, the mod for the Dreamcast gets rid of the disc drive altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I, pick I like up, uh, go ahead, Jim. I was gonna say, like you said, I mean, fighting games are great, but if you don't have someone to play them. You only go so far, in my eyes. Yeah, like and you play the storyline. That's cool, but I you're right. I think I, I go ahead. I was gonna say, as long as there's unlockables, it gives me something to do. Yeah, um, sure. And then you can always play on a harder difficulty, and you know, try and become better if you truly like the game. Like I used to play all the Street Fighters on the highest difficulties, you know, to challenge myself, but. On some of these modern games, and even these days, if we're being honest, any incarnation of Street Fighter, I'd probably play somewhere in the middle because I just don't have that twitch speed anymore. Uh, that's something mm-hmm. I've noticed is, you know, I'll be 40 in two weeks, I think. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I still got it, and I'm not too far behind it. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't know if it, you know, and we had a brief discussion about this, too. I don't know if it's uh, from working... Um, physical labor or playing guitar or popping my fingers you know what it is it's muscle memory you don't play it enough you think so you might be right that's probably what it is because 
I I'll sit down and like I played Ki within this past month, and I and I play it once every six months or so, and I'll play TJ Combo, who I used to know all the combos and everything, but just uh, I played it so much I could do it every time, you know, all, anything. And now I go to input it, and I think I did it right, and then you know nothing happens, or I'll do something else, you know, and I'm like okay. So it's muscle memory. If you sat down and played for like a week straight, you'd get it. You think maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Um I don't know if I could uh could dedicate that much time to something these days too. That's part of the problem is, you know, I, I find it hard to even get an hour some days to podcast, you know, me and James and James can attest mm-hmm. when you have a kid, it changes everything. Uh in a good way, but also in some minor bad ways, like you don't have nearly as much time to sit and get really good. Play video games. games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is part of the reason why I like fighters. I can pop it in. I can most fighters you can beat within ten minutes to an hour, uh, unless it is um God, what was it? Oh, it was Mark of the Wolves. I had a hard time beating Mark of the Wolves. Uh, I, I beat, Just because it's an SNK game. I beat and it their bosses night. are usually Oh god. Bosses are usually cheesy, cheesy, cheap fucks. Oh yeah. I had to <laughs> cheese the fuck out of the boss last night to be able to beat him i think i fought him six eight times before i got through and they give you the option on uh, mark of the wolves of when you lose they're like you can start the next battle with a you know the enemy has half the power or half the hit points or whatever you know slower and i was like no i gotta beat him normal normal i finally was like nah fuck this and i just like gave him half power and i beat him that way uh but yeah, it, it was tough, and I had to like cheese the whole time. I, I couldn't actually play it as though it were a fighter at that that last level there. But still, an incredible fucking game that everyone should check out. Just insanely good. I and, second that. Yeah. Uh, we had mentioned a, a top 10. Do you have a top 10 that you could throw at us, Herkum, or Top 10-ish. <clears throat> Not in like... Any particular way. How order. good the games are, but how much fun I had with them when I played them. Sure. So number one would probably be Street Fighter Four. Okay, yeah, because that set in motion the new fighting game boom, and it's so good too. And the unlockables yeah. on that are incredible. So because that 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 brought the fighting games back from the dead, basically that game. Yeah, and I had a group of friends that we literally played that for like three years. So right. and then number two would probably be Market of Wolves, and then number three gets redundant with another Street Fighter, which would be Street Fighter Alpha. The the original? Oh, all, all, all three of them. Okay, I like the original best. I think most people say three. I like the three. Three had the better roster, mm-hmm. but two probably played the best. The first one, I guess, just because you know that's the one I played the most as a kid. Marvel vs. Capcom two. Obvious. That's that's one I never owned at home. I only played it in the arcade. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to sit there, and people would line up, and I used to just beat them. That one's incredible. Especially. I have like a couple friends that I go that I want to do game tournaments with, and I literally met them from playing them in Marvel vs. Capcom two at that arcade. Oh, that's cool! And then they all they all got better than me and beat my ass. So, well, you know, that's life. Yeah. <clears throat> Marvel vs. Capcom two is definitely on there. And at the newer one, Samurai Showdown, the newest one. Really? Yeah, it's just it's just plays really well. And it's like slow and methodical instead of mashing the buttons as fast as you can to get a combo out. Right on. Yeah, I, I recently bought uh, Showdown 3 for the PlayStation 1 because I found a copy for under 20 bucks. And uh, good game. Uh, impossible to uh, 
to play because of load times. Like every little thing would just, you're waiting a full minute. And I'm like, okay. So watch out for that. A PS1 load times are very real. Hmm. Um, yeah. I really liked Injustice 1. Oh, yeah? I like both of them. I like the rosters on those. I didn't like the mm-hmm. play so much. Like, as well, you, Did you play the story mode for that? I think I did, yeah. 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 For well, me. if you like the story mode for that, then you definitely should check out the new Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they're the same. They're the same style and like the same. Like it's like the same setup because it's the same dev. Right on. I'll uh, I'll check those out. I I see Mortal Kombat for cheap. All the yeah. Time. All it's the time. a because it reboots the whole storyline too. So, like the Mortal Kombat Nine goes through the storylines for the original one, two, and three. Okay. So you're not missing anything. Cool. What else? What else on the top? I said Street Fighter Three, right? And no, I said Alpha. Yeah. The third strikes off. Third strikes up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Even one. if you took that, if you took that game seriously and played in tournaments, you had to pick Chun Li, Ken, or Yang. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, those three were the top three. The rest of the characters were kind of butt. Okay. What else? You didn't play much Ki. And I didn't really grow up on it. But I like the new one. It is. It is really stellar it looks a little rough these days but it i i put it yeah, there well, the, the newest one if you buy the newest one they give you a copy of part one and part two that are arcade perfect oh that's cool i like i actually prefer the super nintendo version to the arcade version um i, well, I grew up as a sega kid so i didn't that's why i never really got into ki i only played it at friend's house i see yeah. so yeah, yeah and then what else was there does uh the one, the one Marvel superheroes, the fighting game. Well, super that was the one. Bef- that was the one before they did Street Fighter vs X Men. Huh. Oh, okay. It, I know the one you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because it was X Men: Children of the Atom and then Marvel superheroes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, in fact, that I, one. I think I have that. Which one had one, Captain America? That was Marvel superheroes. I think all of them. I think they all did. Yeah. Oh, Captain okay. America and Wolverine were all. And Spider Spider Man too. And Iron Man and Spider Man. The emboss was Thanos, I believe. Yeah. I he was a playable character. I know some of them had some obscure ones in there. Uh, but Apocalypse was the boss that wanted them. Okay. Uh, where you got big, where you got where he was huge, and you fold his hand. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget which one that was, though. I don't know. They all kind of blend together, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 What else is there? There's there's, there's so many of them. I know I'm I leaving know. some off, and I'm big. Like later, I'm like, God damn it! I should have said that one. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling the same way. That's why I keep like going back to like, hey, what about this? What about that? And you know, it's just like I'm looking over my game collection, but it's hard to like because fighters. Project Justice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Project Justice. Now that's one I haven't actually. I don't. I don't condone this, but me and my friends used to cut school and go to my buddy's house to play Project Justice. Oh, real? (laughs) I haven't actually played that one yet, so that was one. It's Street Fighter. Oh, really? I know. Yeah, like that. Rival schools, right? Yeah, it's rival schools too, but they just changed the name. But yeah. both of them are Street Fighter. Like they play like Street Fighter. Okay, cool. So, cool. And there's literally literally a character in the game. I forget his name, but he's with glasses and he has a Hadouken and a Shuriken. I see. Yeah, well, that that was pretty common back then. And that's where and rival schools is where support came from. Yeah, I'm looking over my collection. And I'm just like, what else am I forgetting? And just mostly like Street Fighter ports. Like I've got the EXA and then all the verse Capcoms and the EX games are kind of fun. They're yeah, they're all right. <laughs> Did you have you seen the newest one that they came out with? No, I haven't. 
It's uh, what was it? Was it Fighting EX Layer? I think mm-hmm. it's the company who made the Street Fighter EX games, but it's their game, and there's no Street Fighter characters in it. All right. But it has all the characters from the EX games that weren't in Street Fighter, like Skullomania. Sitting there trying to think, and uh, I like, like you said, there's so many fighting games out there. Uh, it was. And and with the the weirdest thing about the whole thing is that it wasn't a genre that was popular at all before like Street Fighter Two. I mean, it just like before that hit, there was basically nothing. I mean, we had your Karate Champ and your wrestling. Well, technically game. speaking, Street Fighter Two was the first real fighting game. Yeah, the, I mean, even Fighting Street, the its predecessor was not a true fighter. It was. Yeah, I think uh, if you played played somebody else in that you only played each other with Ken and Ryu. Correct. Yeah. You couldn't Correct. pick anybody else. And it was trash. It was Yeah, it was trash. pretty bad. <laughs> you would enter- and actually that's actually on the Street Fighter thirtieth anniversary book. Yeah, I've got it for uh I think it's on a PS two collection, uh like uh <clears throat> Capcom Classic. But you should keep an keep an eye out for that for if you find it cheap. Yeah. The was it the thirtieth anniversary collection. I know they there's definitely a physical version of it, but it's uh Every Street Fighter 2, every Alpha, every Street Fighter 3. Yeah. And I think that's it, but it also comes with a bunch of, like, concept art and a bunch of, like, stuff you can look at. You know what I always wanted, just real quick before we sign out here, because we are well over an hour at this point. Um, I always wanted, like, say, a Final Fight-style game where you had the roster of a Street Fighter 2, where you had 30 characters that you could choose from and play through the game with all the moves that they had, you know? I always thought that they tried was. to do that. What was that called? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. It's it. on the Dreamcast. Really? Yeah, and it has Cammy in it. Oh no! No, you're talking about a uh, Cannon Spike. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's not a fighting game. That's more of a shooter. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like a third person beat 'em up shooter. Yeah, it's like every character has a projectile. There was Cammy, Charlie, Mega Man. Um, Gosh, I can't remember. Uh, Arthur, I think, from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Just a lot of... Uh, and then the levels were all themed on different... Uh, you had like a Resident Evil level. I think you could even play as either Leon Kennedy or Jill. Uh, but yeah, it was... I don't want to say it's a bad game, because it's certainly not a bad game. It's fun, and you can play it multiplayer, but it's basically a, a shooter. Um, yeah. I, I want one where, where it plays exactly like Final Fight, Except that you've got the move set of Street Fighter Two and the roster of, instead of just like three guys or five at the most on most of those type of games, you know, like a side scroller beater where you literally have thirty guys you could play the game through as. That'd be kind of cool though if you do that, and then when you fight the boss, it transitions into a Street Fighter fight. Yeah, that'd be exactly excellent. Yes, see, get on it, Capcom, you fags. Um, <laughs> Uh, they they did you know they're doing good now. I don't want to be mad at Cap. They're they're doing good now, but they did so much wrong over the past decade that uh, they almost lost me as a fan. But uh, they're they're getting it, they're getting back into it now uh, with the Resident Evils, especially uh, some good work. Anyway, uh, we probably need to wrap this up. Even though I could probably sit here and talk to both of you about fighting games or just games in general all day. Uh, Herkim, is there anything that you want to plug? I don't know what else it is you do aside from just play uh, fighting games all day and occasionally talk in Discord. No, that's it. That's you it. want to talk to me, come to the Discord. Yeah, and you can find that Discord um, <laughs> over at the RPG Show's uh, website. 
Um, unfortunately, because of Brent's passing, I don't know if Nick has um, the ability to uh, keep that side up or who's going to be paying for it. Um, a bunch of us. We'll figure it out somehow. Yeah. Uh, we'll, as a community, we've kind of come together and we'll figure out the payments on that. Cujo offered to pay for it outright because uh, he's just good guy Cujo. Um, so if we can figure out how to pay for it, that'll stay up. There's a link there. If not, we can get you a link. Just contact me or James. Uh, you can find James at James Mulholland on Twitter. You can find me at Retro Kel. That's K-H-E-L. Um, and we're on Facebook under Is It Worth It Podcast. Uh, we're pretty easily found. Uh, you can email him at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. You can email me at Belmont at outlook.com. It took me a minute. It's been so long since I even got an email. So send me an email, yeah, guys. Uh, and we keep saying too. we're going to give someone something. I've got like a pile of games that I keep thinking I'm going to give to somebody. we got to figure out who we're sending something. <laughs> Yes, we will. We'll talk off show. We'll figure. Yeah, it out. we'll figure. One of you guys, I'll send. Just, just keep on uh, keeping on and writing on our stuff, and we'll. we'll... But anyway, thanks again, yeah. Herakim, for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. With us. Anytime. Uh, you were definitely a major boon uh, in knowledge because, uh, as I said, it, I'm far removed from fighting games. And uh, James, thanks for coming on as well. Sorry, I didn't let you speak oh, as much. Uh, that happens. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> that happens a lot of the time <laughs> when we have a guest, especially a knowledgeable one. Uh, unfortunately, we'll uh, I'll, I'll sit there and I, I tend to dominate the conversation anyway. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll talk to the guest a little more than I do James, and I'm sorry for that. James, do you have a top ten you want to run through real quick? Before no, we God, I, I couldn't. I've already mentioned my three or four best ones, so right we on. hit it. All right, mm-hmm. cool. So uh, until then, what can they do, James? Keep it retro. And we'll see you next time.
Can you hear me, Dad? Yeah, I hear you, baby. So, what is this called? It's called Caroline's Corner. Mm. Welcome, everybody, to Caroline's Corner. And today, we're going to be talking about Sega Bass Fishing. Yay! Yeah, what do you think about it, Caroline? It's good so far. It's good so far. We've been playing for a while. We've been playing for maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. And what's real cool about it? What do you like about it? I like about it that you get to have a fishing rod, um, one at your house, but it's not a real one. Yeah. You got to talk into the microphone, Caroline. I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, you have an actual fishing rod, and it's even got a reel on it, huh? And you can reel stuff in. And you, what do you do? You choose a lure. Yes. And then you need to pick your spot. Yeah, you need to pick wherever you're going to cast out your line to. And you'll see all kinds of big fishes. Sometimes you'll see a really, really big fish. And I caught some of those. You did, yes. Caroline's actually very good at fishing. And I don't know. It's pretty cool because you actually have a fishing rod. That's what makes it so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else to say about it? Uh, this is your new favorite game? You have a new favorite game every week. <laughs> I love you so much. But yep, we're playing on the good old Dreamcast, if you uh, haven't already figured that out. Um, Sega Dreamcast had a lot of weird things for it, not the least of which is a controller that is literally a fishing rod. I don't think I've seen that ever again. And it works, uh, you can actually try and play a fighting game with the thing, which I did earlier. I wouldn't recommend that, but it is really fun for this game. And, and Caroline and I had a lot of fun fishing. I think we're going to do some more fishing, huh? Do a little bit more before we put it up? Yeah? Okay. Got anything else you want to tell these fine people? If you're one of my daddy's friends, you <laughs> would probably... If you're one of my daddy's friends, you would probably see him? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, if you go to Magic and your friends there, then they'll see you. That's true. If you're a Magic player and you live somewhere near me, you will probably see me there. <laughs> Because I do play magic sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything nice you want to say? You are. I love you all. I love you all too. You're all my favorites. And I guess that's it. Do you got anything else you want to say about Sega Bass Fishing? No? Do you like playing in the rain? Yeah. We like fishing in the rain. What's your favorite lure? Yeah. Um, my... The spinner bait. Yeah. She really likes the spinner bait because it makes cool noises. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty. All right, well, that's it, everybody, for Caroline's Corner this week, playing some Sega Bass Fishing. Uh, we liked it so much, we're probably going to pick up some more of these games. I think there's three or four for the uh, Sega Dreamcast. Uh, I don't know all their names, but they're all pretty cheap, so we're going to check them out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.